afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope all is good with you in your world wherever you are i hope you're you're doing good and when i mean doing good i mean i I don't mean well i mean i hope you're doing well i hope all is well with you and yours and um i want to jump right into it um this morning and um, i just want to talk talk about um, I think it's James chapter two, faith without works. This concept of faith, and I was I was doing reading an assignment. And first of all, if this is your first time on this podcast, then thank you for joining us. This is a very informal place here. It's just a monologue, and I talk about my life experience and how I'm experiencing God. You know, and you, it, it's just a daily recording of my faith journey in Christ, and I try to keep it as real as possible. And um, somehow god uses this to teach me more about himself because we 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 do reference scripture we study scripture we study the word of god um as we do the musings god you know points out things to me and somehow he speaks to other people as well because when we share these recordings people are blessed and you know we have people who keep coming back and we have people who pop in every now and then somehow um god just uses this and i am we are so grateful to him for that and um yes but this is just really that place where we talk about jesus i talk about my life in the context of the bible and it's all about faith in christ the love of god and life in general you know what i mean (laughs) you know life wow and yeah i mean that really hits hard life you know so we try to keep it as real as possible and um we're not teachy we're not preachy it's just really about talking about life it's a conversation it's called musings with jesus because that's exactly what it is it's just musings things i would have been thinking and i'm probably thinking (laughs) i've either thought about it or you know it's bubbling up and this is just me recording my thoughts and you know and the things that god is saying to me and then sometimes god chips in a word here and there and when he chips it in all of us can tell that because even i you can you can tell that you can tell at the point when it actually drops because all of a sudden things become clearer and the musings then become a bit more you know crystallized let me put it that way so anyway so thank you for joining and um so i wanted to talk about some of my recent musings around you know faith and the difference between active faith and passive faith and this came about because i'm doing an assignment um i have to submit this i'm doing an assignment for my seminary program around the book of james and i was reading that chapter in 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 chapter two of the book of james where james talks about faith without works and he says i think it's james chapter 2 25 or 26 he says as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead also and from verse 21 downwards he had been talking about you know faith with works and he was saying show me your faith without your works and i will show you my faith by my works and you know we were reading through several books as part of the the whole i'm on a bible school program and as part of that we were reading through a lot of material and apparently i was surprised to find out that that chapter had caused a little bit of controversy around scholars because i think there was a bit of misunderstanding around what he meant but as i was meditating on it and i was trying to see how i would explain it you know in my paper in the write-up i was putting together for submission God just, you know, I just started, God was started explaining to me what that scripture was saying. And it got me thinking. Because one thing I like about reading the Bible 
even before now and even more so on this program that I am on is that we read the Bible not as a fairy tale. In fact, I generally have this thing, so let me just put it out there. I, I, I'm like a sponge and I learn from anything, which is why I'm also careful about what I read. But I'm the kind of person that if I watch a movie, I don't just see it as a movie. I look at it as a story of somebody's life or somebody's thought, somebody's imagination. So I take it in, I, I learn things from it, you know. Even when, I mean, there was a time I used to watch um, Crime and Investigation um, channel and I watched a lot of those crime programs. And what was most fascinating to me was just the realization that there were people who were just evil, you know, who were just evil, really, really evil, some by nature, some by nurture, you know, and it, it was, it was, it, it, it gave me insights into a world and psychological mindsets that I, otherwise I would not have known that existed. After a while, I stopped watching that channel because I think I had overwatched it and it was, I just realized that, you know, I needed to stop. But while watching it, I would always watch it with that curious, inquisitive, why do people think like this? Why are they like this? And that's the way I am. And that's how I read the Bible as well. So I read it with a very curious mind. I believe that it's the word of God. So I want to learn from it and all that. And I try to apply it to my current life and I interpret life in the in the in the um, in the context of it. And like every well-written book, in fact, it's just like how you read um there's so many stories that are even natural stories not spiritual books like the bible if it's a well-written story you should be able to get quotes from it that you can actually use to illustrate life so i mean i'm just saying that on the secular level but then the difference with the word of god is that it is actually the word of god so it has the ability to transform not just our mental state but it actually has the ability to transform us spiritually to reconcile us to god to make us more like him and to make us you know have access to his power his presence his peace and his grace so there's there's benefit in understanding the word of god in, in interacting with the word of god simply because of the life that is in the word of god i talked separately about how i had been interacting with crime and investigation channel and even though it was helping me mentally at a stage it wasn't helping me um in my soul in the area of my soul because it was beginning to cause some very very you know uncomfortable feelings in terms of my imaginations and, and my thoughts it just wasn't helping in the area of my soul so i had to shut down my mind that was very curious into and i said okay you've seen enough of this it's that this is no longer fun anymore so i stopped that but then the word of god affects us in all those realms so it it, it increases our it sharpens our intellect um, because it's very scholarly, it's very intellectual. It, it gives us instruction about righteousness, so it talks to spiritual things, but it also explains things that happen naturally for us. It gives us wisdom for life, which also shows up in the things that we do in our professional life. And I can speak to this because a lot of what I've learned about how to act in the work workplace, how to manage difficult conversations, self-mastery, which is very, very important. In fact, a lot of the soft skills that I have, now that I think about it, in the workplace particularly and in life what moderates me is the word of god talking you know i mean and there's there's so much we can talk about on that you know and then even even citizenship how to be a, a, a good member of community and all that it's all from the bible because these are things that people may or may not tell you you know i mean depending on the kind of family you come from some families are more you know some people think more about you know um, courtesy and etiquette some focus more on 
academics some focus more on family values but not everybody gives you that whole sort of thing that includes citizenship and community work and and society contribution and, and that sort of thing and reputation which the bible talks about anyways so i started realizing as i was reading james chapter 2 and i will encourage you to go and read it as well that i realized that james was trying to tell the people in fact it's funny because i've read this scripture in the past and i always saw it in the context of um faith by works meaning like people doing things like raising the dead laying hands on the sick and i think it is saying that it's saying because when he says that part of um show me your faith without your works and i will show you my faith by my works i felt okay he was talking of the kind of greater works that jesus was referring to when he spoke in the gospels but i'm reading it now i realize that he's not necessarily talking only or just about that he's talking more about life that how can you be a christian and the principles of christ are not evident in the way in which you live in other words that i'm not if if i as a christian people cannot see christ in my actions in my daily actions even in simple things as a brother or a sister coming to ask me for bread and i pray for the person and i as like a hypocrite i turn the person away as if if the person was my child would i do that if my child came to me and says my child is hungry and i have something to give the child even if i don't have to give will i not go and look for something for that child to eat so that was more what he was saying he was talking about the fact that faith is active and it is never passive i think this is an important message i i think honestly i i realize now that i think i understand it the depth god deepened my understanding of that scripture now i don't mean stupidly active i mean when faith is present it expresses itself so when faith was present in abraham and god told him to offer his son isaac he expressed the corresponding action every first of all faith comes by hearing the word of god so if faith came about through a the seed of the word of god there is an action that that word will provoke in the person who heard it and this is not something that comes from the environment it's not something that comes from the mind it's that word that will stimulate us but i realize that many of us have inherited a passive form of um, christianity or you know which is what he was referring i think james was referring to there he was trying to say that faith is not passive it is never passive that in the same way that the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead he was i think he was i'm so glad that the book of james was um included in the bible in the new testament scripture because i think that's the one scripture that really really nails it down expressly it challenges you to look at your christianity and your faith again and say does your lifestyle does my lifestyle really 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 like if i was if it's a gauge and a thermometer is put or a gauge is put to my lifestyle and the faith that i profess for instance will it will it match will the level of the actions that i take on a day-to-day basis in terms of oh me saying i love god me saying that god is everything and that i'm committed to his work and his kingdom and his gospel and you know i love my neighbor as myself do my daily actions match up to that to what I say that I believe as a Christian. He says faith without works is dead. And Jesus also um, 
you know said this as well when he said it is you know that first of all he talked about some people he talked about the pharisees said these people they honor me with their lips but their hearts is far from me he also talked about the fact that when um that he expects people to do the word that those that that somebody that hears his word and does not do it it's like somebody who goes in front of the mirror you see um, you, look, you see your reflection after that you walk away and i'm not if, well, i'm not sure if it was jesus that said that or, or one of the apostles but jesus said that the man who builds his house on a rock and is able to withstand the trials of life is he that hears his word and does it so for jesus it was important that we do the word in the old testament it was and you know this is really it's i don't i'm not sure i'm articulating it well but i trust god to pass on the message of what he's it's like if he has lit a fire in my spirit and in my soul that i think god is tired of this hypocritical christianity it's not even just passive it's hypocritical because we say we say jesus is the way the truth and the life nobody can come you know we say he's the greatest god we say he's the king we say he's we, we say all these wonderful things about him but nothing about our life you know nothing about my life or very little about my life really matches up to what i say that i believe that jesus is and i think as christians we leave the problem solving to to government we leave we leave others to 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 do what god has actually given us the mandate to do and then we wonder why they reject the christ that you're preaching they're not seeing him in us they're just not seeing him so i'm beginning to realize now because i've thought a lot about preaching the gospel i now see why people really you know i know that there's some people who just hate anything christ i know that i know that but i also realize that there is a hypocrisy in the way we preach the gospel and we live the gospel in that our lives are running on a separate tangent and our profession is going somewhere else god wants us to match the two and i think that is what james was speaking to in james 2 even jesus said it he said why call why do you call me lord lord and you do not do the things that i say he said don't call me lord lord if you cannot do it then let's know that we are not we, do, we are not in a relationship we're not in partnership together if you are calling me lord then i'm really your lord but if I'm not your Lord, then please don't call me Lord. And this is counterculture because the Christian culture as of now is really very weird because it focuses more on, and I, I mean in charismatic circles, I know in evangelical, um, conservative, traditional Christian circles, it may not be like this. I don't think it's like this, particularly I would say, but in the Pentecostal charismatic circle in Nigeria, in my home country, we seem to have inherited a very a passive form of Christianity that is also hypocritical and focuses more on just confessing Christian Christianity while your lifestyle, your behaviors, while and mindset and attitude has nothing to do with Christ and it's okay. And I'm not even talking morality, I'm talking of things like um, envy, malice, strife, um, good neighborliness, in fact respect values being of good reputation sometimes even integrity all of that is thrown out of the window it's now just about membership about being active in church in fact we have replaced christianity for churchianity 
it's very very dangerous and that's why James says show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works he then talked about the people who who had actually done things would have laid her life on the line because she believed that these men were really sent of God to usher the spies from Israel that they were fulfilling the promise of God if she had been found out she would have been killed by the men of her city and she knew it but she still helped them because she believed that they were on a divine mission that's what faith does and this was someone this was by a new convert in fact up to the point she met with the spies from Israel she was what you would call a gentile an alien from the promise of God but by that action that she took she's recorded in the Bible as one of the heroes and heroines of faith James also gave the example of Abraham who is the father of our faith and who was actually called the friend of God his faith was not passive it was active in fact even though he had that faith God did not call him the friend um, his friend until he expressed that faith in obedience to God's word God will not lower the standard for me and I, and I don't even want him to he will not lower the standard for you and I for us for none of us if he didn't lower it for Abraham who was still under I mean who was not even under before Christ he didn't lower the standard in fact I think the standard he even set for Abraham was very high. How much more then would it be for those of us who have received the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit and the nature of Christ through baptism and faith and confession in him? I think one of the greatest travesties that has happened to the Christian faith is we presenting ourselves as just a faith that you profess and you know it's like you just profess it and then one and you don't need to do anything as i'm reading through the epistles reading from acts to revelations over these past few weeks i see that the bible is very prescriptive there are things that it tells us to do there are instructions and that's what um, i think it's second timothy or third, um, third book of timothy verse 15 chapter 3 verse 15 it says all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for instruction and instruction is not optional when you are doing an exam if you do not follow the instructions when that word instruction is given an instruction is not optional it's mandatory and the bible says that the 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 the, the, the word of god is profitable for instruction in righteousness so where did we get this whole Christianity where we just believe because we have confessed Christ we have a get out of jail free pass and no matter what we do the mercy of God will cover it it's a lie from the pit of hell there is nothing in scripture to buttress that nothing from Genesis to Revelation so I'll just leave it with that if there is one verse I can leave with you today it's just to say faith without works is dead let us not be deceived into thinking that we can live a life that does not illustrate the word and the faith of God either by showing love to our neighbors by walking a way that is worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing living a, a life 
that is given to good works, charity, without evil speaking, without evil thoughts, without evil deeds, we can live a life that disregards all of that and that somehow on that day when the Lord returns, either when he comes in the glory of his angels or when he comes for us individually, or the day in which our soul is demanded of us like Jesus put it, that he will then somehow gloss over the passive faith or the passive Christianity. He will not. He will not. When I see all the times that Jesus remarked at the people that he saw great faith in, there was something that they did. The centurion that he met, when he wanted, when Jesus wanted to come to his house to pray for his servant that was sick, he said, no, 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 don't bother yourself. He said, speak the word and my servant will be healed. Jesus said, wow. In all of Israel, I have not seen this kind of faith. Imagine a, a powerful man of God. The son of God wants to come to your house. You say, no, you, you shouldn't bother. But that you have the belief. That was an act of faith. It was not. It, it showed that his faith, he prevented Jesus from coming to his house. Jesus said, be it unto you. And that was it. The servant was healed in the same hour. So, I will just leave it at that. Faith without works is dead. I, I, like I said, I'm on a journey of unlearning and relearning. I have also been a victim of this passive Christianity. I knew for many years that something was wrong. I didn't know what was wrong. God is beginning to show me answer. And, I, and that's why I would always recommend everybody, please do not give up on the prayers of your hearts. Because both the prayers that you, you say out loud and the ones that you pray in the hearts, God hears them. Because... I knew there was something wrong with me. I knew there was something not quite. I knew I was missing the mark in terms of where God would want me to be and what the standard that God sets. But I didn't know how. But I'm beginning to see it now. The Lord has started unpeeling the layers over this pandemic period when the whole world was shut down. The Lord started unpeeling it. And I'm seeing and it's so clear to me now I just know that a veil has been removed from my eyes and it's not only me so many other people are seeing it as well because a lot of what I share here I have opportunity to meet people here and there who also share it in fact I believe the reason people are listening to this podcast is because a lot of what the Lord shares here and the things I am also learning and unlearning so many of us across the globe are also going through this journey as well the word is of God is real, it's alive and it's true. And God intends that we sh- each of us, that anybody that receives Christ becomes a mini version of him. And that when people encounter us, they encounter that X factor that shows that the living, breathing presence of God is in us. If they do not encounter that by living with us, working with us, seeing us, there's something very wrong. It's either we're dimming our light or the light is not even there at all. Faith without works is dead. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm.